0: Just a reminder that we do have our Patreon and if you could go and support us, that would be brilliant. It keeps the podcast going, pays all the bills and stuff like that. So it is really, really helpful and we love everyone who's on there. Thank you very much. Go to patreon.com forward slash HM4AS, the four being the number four. And if you could give us a couple of quid a month, that'd be brilliant. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hello, it's Mick and Lucy from the popular tattoo based podcast, How Much for a Sleeve. And we'd like to give a few moments over to our new sponsor, DSM Tattoo Machines. Lucy, tell us a bit about them.
1: Well, Mick, DSM Tattoo Machines make exceptional coils and now a new rotary tattoo machines, not guns. You can check them out at dsmtattoo.co.uk. And don't forget, you get 10% off with discount code SLEEVE10. They also make a range of needles. You can find them at lockdownneedle.co.uk. I think they're very nice. Oh my goodness,
0: Hello and welcome to How Much For A Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist
1: at made you look underscore Finn.
0: and an actual knob at jcp underscore flash. Now, those are interesting
1: names that aren't ours. Do you want to explain? Well, I, I, I thought that was my name. <sighs> <laughs> that was the look of pain, actual uh, physical pain. Like the look there. of
0: that. Fucking fox in your front room.
1: Yeah, he's in pain too. <laughs> <laughs> Been in pain so for years. They... <laughs> he's not. He's not in pain anymore. Nah. Um, those he's in, a, names, he's in a case. He's in a case. He's in a glass box. He's asphyxiated.
0: Yeah, he's fine. He's warm.
1: He's fine. Elvis is alive. Though, so That's nice. Yeah, he's yeah. happy now. He stopped yowling because I fed him remembered that he needs to eat. He just <laughs> dived into that whiskers like he'd never eaten before. <laughs> like fucking hell, Elvis. You've had biscuits all day. Eh? Yeah, Elvis Jesus. was fucking about
0: and I was like, do you want to go feed him? Like,
1: yeah, let's go feed
0: him. Now now I'll <laughs> be we, now I'll we'll be fine. I won't disrupt our yeah our flow.
1: He's hanging out now just li- he's just lying on the shag. Oh boy. Lad. A shag rug. FY. Um so the names that we Spoke in our comical intro, uh, belong to a couple of unexpected guests, yes. Um, Yeah. Well, we just invited a couple of lads on to chat to us because they're doing something nice, so we thought we should tell you about it,
0: yes. So, as a little bonus boner, this is Finn boner. and Joe. <laughs> this is, Willies. Finn and jo. <laughs> this is <laughs> Willie's. This is Finn and Joe. talking about their good stuff,
1: Willie's. How much for a string? We have well, it's like a, it's like a little double episode, really. An extra treat for you because we have two unexpected guests joining us for the intro. We have fuck, what's his name? Joe. It's, it's oh my God, a, what's it's his, a, his a, name?
0: Joe Drawer. Is it? Joe. Joe, C- Joe Color is in.
1: <laughs> Joe Crayon. Hello. Got Joe Crayon. Got worse. <laughs> okay, Joe Painter. Hello. and we have finn (laughs) tattooer thank you so much for having a little last minute um invite accepting our last minute invite to join us for the intro um but you guys are doing something really awesome at the moment that we wanted to Talk about and help promote and Mr. Guthrie, and go! I've
2: 100% hopped onto this and steamrolled his thunder. <laughs> the <to> go, because <laughs> cool. this is this yeah, is all for it. Oh,
3: Yeah, I've um, <laughs> I've been um, running running a fundraiser over the last couple of weeks for a stillborn charity local to where I live. It's something that um, my partner and I have unfortunately experienced, and the same with Joe and his wife. And um, it would have been our son's second birthday this Sunday coming, but I just thought rather trying to do something nice than sitting around and being sad all the time, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. they back.
1: That's so nice. So, what what have you been doing to raise funds and awareness?
3: Um, f- for awareness, I literally just put a post up. About a flash day, and it seems as it kind of explodes. I I did a GoFundMe um, about a week and a half ago, so two weeks before the flash day was due, and we made our full amount, that, our target, in four days, just in the GoFundMe.
1: Holy shit! Awesome, that's yeah. amazing. So, and what was your target?
3: Um, two and a half grand, and the wow. current amount on the GoFundMe is over three and a half now. And we're wow. set to make maybe between five and six, it's looking like.
1: That's amazing. So you keep talking about on your Instagram that you're hoping to be able to um, fund two cold cots?
3: Yeah. So um, the charity is called Abigail's Footsteps and they operate out of a hospital local to us called Madewell Hospital. And basically these cold cots are just kind of <laughs> essentially pieces of equipment that help families spend a bit of extra time with their children um, that otherwise they wouldn't be able to. So once their children are born, it helps kind of keep them nice and preserved and you can kind of have a bit more extra time with your kids.
2: I think I think what wow. both of us didn't realise is that both of us were fortunate enough to have had unfortunate circumstances in hospitals that both had access to these cold cots. Um, it's, it's not standard...
3: Yeah, they're not, they're not strictly, yeah, yeah, not every hospital has these, which is exactly why I wanted to do these fundraisers, and I only found out recently, I thought I was just getting these cold cuts to this one charity, but they're actually being supplied to hospitals that don't currently have these cold cuts.
1: Wow, what an amazing thing, I, I can't, I just can't even imagine, like the, just, yeah, how awful, but... It seems like such a nice thing just to give somebody a little bit more time. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that's amazing. For my own
3: experience, it was so well, for mine and my partner's experience, it was something that helped us out so much that you, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine going through that situation not having had that time with our son. Hundred percent. Yeah. So knowing hospitals don't have that, well, certain hospitals don't have it. It just, you know, it just doesn't sit right.
1: Yeah
2: and it's one of those situations i think that like we didn't it didn't occur to us that it would have been an issue you know if, if you're having a typical birth you just kind of assume that you're spending time with a baby right um but what didn't occur to us was the how quick like deterioration would be of our daughter mm-hmm. so that having that cold cot really really like extended the possibility mm-hmm of the amount of time we could spend um and i think a lot of people when we when we mention it because we've been we did a little chat the other night on instagram live which you were uh, somewhat gave crashed yeah. ruined just some might say
0: lowered,
1: ruined. i know yeah. some <laughs> so some, some might say ruined. the tone I'm was certainly quick, lowered it? <laughs> it just yeah deteriorated <laughs> didn't it i just hopped on and um yeah some dicks yeah, uh, look, we got a beautiful comment I think from the um, dick, and then from... Lucy was there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
0: way to summon.
1: I was like, Joe, do I... <laughs> what, was, what was the comment that you got, Joe?
2: Uh, I think we, it was from your customer, Finn, the who, who you tattooed. And uh, she said, Oh, great chat. Watched it all. Got weird at the end, but like the message oh, overall.
1: Oh, my God. If there is an inappropriate time to talk about dicks, I'll fucking do that.
3: We did offer you a place to stay when you and your wife come
1: down, Joe.
2: You absolutely did, which was very lovely of her. Oh, that's, oh, no, so, no, nice. that's so
1: nice. Can Thank I say... Too, Kate, was it? In my defence, I literally had just jumped on, so I hadn't listened to the run-up of the chat, <laughs> so I didn't know at which point that you were... You were there, so if you're mid trauma, then I do. We're just I all
2: remember. there, hearts on sleeve.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and all air out,
2: and yeah. a little crudely drawn dick just floats across the screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Finn, what's your the flash day? Tell us a bit. Tell us a bit more about that. Where is it? What's going on?
3: Yeah, it's going to be at um, the shop that I work at called Major Look Tattoo in Maidstone in Kent. Um, we ha- the first day. I'm currently booked from. 10 in the morning till about half past midnight
0: Ooh. wow um big things
3: yeah i think i've got hot damn <laughs> maybe 17 people on tattooing but oh um yeah i think it, it, it had such high demand that i decided to do a second day now
1: That's
3: so the day awesome. after, um i'm starting at 10 again at the moment it's booked out to about half five but i've still got obviously the whole rest of the week to go so who knows
1: wow
3: it's um late, but if I make if people want to get tattooed I'll be there
1: yeah that's awesome well I'm coming to get tattooed which is yeah. exciting that's fab and um please don't make it hurt I hope it's going to be that pain-free style of tattooing that I've heard about I'll
3: I it's my bluntest needles don't worry
1: the bluntest one. Well, yeah I mean feel free to make me number 17 and then just use the same needle all day
3: Oh, the got Price style, that is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I,
3: I got tattooed by Doc Price at the last London convention and I was the oh first my person. God. I was at his booth before he was. <laughs> Apparently he didn't change his setup the whole day. Oh. <laughs> Good grief. I'm not no, I'm exaggerating. I am pretty sure he didn't change his setup the whole day. Oh my god.
1: But what an experience. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, please, can you tell us your Instagrams, both collectively and, um, and also just let us know how people can donate, what, where, what they can do to support you and, um, look into it more.
2: Uh, so my Instagram is at JCP underscore flash. Um, I have sold a load of paintings to donate to the GoFundMe. Uh, yeah, but more generally I do fundraising around my daughter's birthday as well, um, just want to give a little shout out to—I think it's similar to Abigail's uh, Footsteps Charity. By you, uh, we supported Beyond B uh, Charity by us, who did an awful lot. Um, and my partner is a baker, and she donates a lot of cakes around that time of Clementine's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I think we raised about a grand last year, so looking Amazing. to do that again Sorry. next year. Um, so yeah, eyes out for that. Really, cheers. Definitely.
3: Yeah, amazing. And my um Instagram is made you look underscore thin. And yeah, the GoFundMe is in my bio. Please donate as much as you can or as little as you can or even just a share it is incredible. Um oh joe's so much more eloquent than me
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys son it's great yeah it's so nice to chat to you thank you so much for telling us about it and sharing your stories and i really hope that we can give you a little boost so anyone listening please just go check it out even if you can just like and said just share it that's awesome so thank you guys so much i can't wait to get tato- well i mean i'm you know i hate <laughs> getting tattooed so it'd be interesting who likes it to get tattooed on sunday but um we'll come and hang out and annoy you yeah, and you
3: Thank Be you,
2: thank you so much for having us on. It really, really means the world. Much appreciated.
0: Oh, You're
1: it's our absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank You're you welcome. so much.
0: And we'll we'll um you no, know, Lucy will come and see you, but we'll do a um like after the event, you can come back on, tell us how it went, and yes, all the good yes. stuff yeah, you've done amazing. and what went on, and hopefully keep the keep the message going. So thanks, uh, and good luck, and we will see you soon.
3: Thank you guys. Lots of love.
1: Nice Thank one. you, guys. How much for a string. Nice men. Really lush. Yeah, they are so nice, aren't they? We've spoken about Joe before because um, he sent us some. We got some prints, and we did a little shout out. We're trying to get him. I think we should have a campaign to get him a, an apprenticeship. Actually, yeah.
0: he's in Cheshire, Chester.
1: Yeah, near Sean and Sophie. Actually, our recent guests. If they're still listening, then you know maybe you should look at it. It's very Chester heavy
0: podcast at the moment.
1: Yeah, apparently Ainsley. Heavy. Ha- Ains- 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 I know Ains- that feeling.
0: Ainsley Harriet lives in Chester. We'll get him on. Does he? Believe so.
1: Did he do a range of microwave rice?
0: <laughs> no, that was Uncle Benzy, <laughs> <you> racist.
1: <laughs>
0: do you mean micro- Do you mean the sausages? The prick with the fork? Is that the joke you were trying to make? <laughs>
1: Thinking of Jamie Oliver, I <laughs> wasn't meaning to be racist. Oh right.
0: Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are—they are, they are all, all, all chefs. All TV chefs do look the same, apparently, according to your dad. all
1: look
0: the same. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! Right, now, oh,
1: no, fuck. it's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> this is dangerous. It's
0: a harsh. fucking, fucking tightrope. I said we need to go on that—that <laughs> that, that training course. <laughs> Media we just say, training. <laughs> we just say allegedly all <laughs> the time. <laughs>
1: Allegedly, all TV chefs are the same. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh, anyway. Now that we're (laughs) cancelled.
0: Anyway, now that we're cancelled, please, please uh, do go check out the Instagrams of at JCP underscore flash and.
1: At made you look underscore Finn F I N N.
0: And check out their stuff that they're doing that they've just told us about. It is really, really brave of them and really great. And it will help people who've um, had the same sadness that they've gone through. Um, So good luck to them. Good luck to everyone. And if you are free and in the Kent area, go get booked up, get your flash done, give some coin. If you can't, the Just Giving stuff is still going.
1: Yeah, which so this comes out monday the 11th and finn's flash day is monday the 11th so today oh. if you listen to this on monday morning then go get tattoo. if you're listening to it on tuesday the 12th or you know december um just donate some money that'd be awesome
0: yes thank you
1: thank you thanks for listening
0: and thanks for coming on you too and thanks for sharing your stories because that I- yeah can't can't be easy every every time even though you're doing good stuff
1: yeah
0: raking up all those memories and stuff so thank you for that appreciate yeah. it
1: thanks guys and actually just you know thanks for listening to the podcast because that's how it's come about you were nice yeah. to us so when I see you that's how it works if you join our patreon we'll be even nicer
0: yeah and if you're doing anything like that running a marathon for whatever growing a fucking mustache because you haven't got a personality for november or whatever it's called (laughs) let us know we'll share it we'll we'll get some coins in your pot
1: yeah please do yeah please let us know we'd love to share like just help you out and chat about it and give anything a boost so yeah please feel free let us know what you're doing
0: absolutely let us know we'll share it uh and all of that so how have you been
1: not so bad how have you been
0: i've been all right
1: i'm better than when we recorded this episode oh, yeah. because i was like in the throes of the plague not the covid plague, just like the fucking super cold
0: kids back to school plague in it
1: yeah yeah literally that so yeah i'm pretty much recovered now um whereas you had a bit of editing to do co- editing out my coughs <laughs> a bit of
0: cough so yeah, there's a few bits where it goes in and out that's just while lucy's Hacking Dying. the minge out all over the gaff. So sorry about
1: that. Yeah, it got really messy. A lot of minge phlegm. <laughs> Mince oh, I'm thing. sorry for that. That's awful. You've
0: been you've been you've been awful.
1: Dreadful. Here we are again. We've just come back from speaking about something really sad and we've yeah. just lowered it.
0: Back on minge.
1: Um oh I have something to ask you. Yeah. So um you've cheated on us, haven't you? A little bit. And what was it?
0: it well, me and, me and my idiot brother uh, uh, have done a little little podcast about cricket. So oh,
1: does that I mean should... you're not going to mention sports on the Tattoo Podcast now?
0: No, I think we'll mention it more, to be honest. Great. Great. But yeah, see how Great. that goes. And if there's any listeners that give a fuck about cricket, that'll be, that'll be probably out in 2022 or something. So, are
1: you editing that one as well? Yeah. Does he do one anyway?
0: Nah. He's a oh. cricket, my brother. The, the reason we're doing it is we both love cricket, but my brother is a cricket journalist. Oh. So he, like, talks proper and I'll just fanny on. A little bit like this, in a way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. You know, I bring the hum- humour. <laughs> so are, the, the
0: are you from the Fens?
1: <laughs> Homer. i bring the humor and the knowledge and you bring the technical difficulties
0: i bring technical difficulties and and uh old hats and retro football shirts
1: yeah what what shirt is that you're wearing today it's very red this is a uh
0: 91 to 93 napoli third strip
1: it does look like a a 90s shirt it's got that collar yeah
0: very very sexy shirt this template was used by tottenham hotspur as well the yellow one with the flash on the on the shoulder if anyone gives a fuck
1: oh my goodness that is very that was a genuine yawn
0: (laughs) genuine yawn
1: genuine um we've just been chatting about something that's well exciting that i'm looking forward to it's a little party if anyone out there's coming i've been invited secret gathering for the masons um lou hopper's christmas party so we get to hang out and dress up fun yeah are you gonna, gonna wear the giraffe outfit
0: no no i don't do fancy dress
1: it's not fancy dress it's just daily dress isn't it what
0: yeah.
1: are we gonna um... go as two parts of the cow <laughs>
0: <laughs> not on the way home <laughs> uh, i'll be at the front no. Yes. <laughs> Bad. It either, it either means you fucking guff or you're going to suck guff. Either way, Ooh. it's awful. Definitely guff. Anyway, um, yeah, that should be nice because we've socialised a little bit, but like, I haven't seen you for 400 years. And also yeah. there's going to be at least two of our guests there.
1: At least two, so we should... possibly two and a half.
0: Well, you, you'll probably see some, um, some... Hashtag content from
1: that, which would be, which would be nice. Yeah, that's exciting. Although it's not for, it's still ages away, actually, isn't it? So we we are talking about this a bit keener, but it's just because we were just having a little, a little chat. So I got excited about it.
0: Yeah. Look forward um, to that.
1: But yeah, let us know if you're going. I think Lou's invited five million people, so chances are everyone listening's been invited. Let us know. Hey. <laughs> hey um this week's guest was awesome wasn't it loads of fun isn't it so nice when i think we've just been so lucky with who we speak to everyone is awesome but this one as well like we've both got the got a little bit of um post podcast euphoria didn't we yeah
0: definitely because it was really funny he's super interesting It's also like standard stuff we don't really just talk about tattooing on it but there's a lot of tattoo stuff on there but shows us around his gaff and looked at his swords and all sorts of stuff oh, um and the stuff he's got on his walls <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um his suit of armor he um did a little strip tease out of his suit of armor didn't he that yeah, it was took, funny
0: took took 45 minutes though because
1: kind of wd 40 <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that was just for his back
1: um, <laughs> tattoo life <laughs>
0: hashtag tattoo life so yeah Eli- elliot wells is who we're speaking to this week
1: oh my god sorry sorry elliot i just remembered something that really crazy that's happened this week i got catfished I, and i'm saying i got catfished
0: yeah
1: um so like my friend said and this is fucking nuts yeah so like my friend sent me a message with a screenshot she was like is this you are you, are you taking the piss and i was like and it was a Snapchat from somebody called Inked Life, kiss, kiss. Mm. And it said, hi, this is my new Snapchat. Love from Lucy space tattoos, kiss, kiss. And I was like, that is not me. And she was like, are you being serious? I was like, mate, that is not me. Like, I, ne- I haven't been on Snapchat for fucking years, but I went on it and I sent her a message. And I was like, this is mine. She was like, what the fuck? So somebody is like pretending to be me on Snapchat. And I was like, I don't really understand the point. I said, did you send them a dick pic or something? Or have you sent them... Well, probably not a dick pic. <laughs> she has got a vagina. But I said, did you... Don't send them pictures of your tits. I'm not asking. So yeah, it's a bit weird. It did tag um, MTV's Catfish, but they didn't respond. Fuckers. What would be the purpose of that? And
0: Just to, to extort information. Same yeah. as from our, our little fake how much received. Oh, yes Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing because we because we dared to do a competition. Yeah, I someone's trying to either much. get bank details or something. Yeah,
1: but I then put a story up on my Instagram and then they disappeared. It was deleted. Yeah. So presumably, someone <laughs> that follows me, maybe it's a listener. Are you out there, inked Life Kiss Kiss? <laughs> <laughs> just weird. The it's gonna be weird, embarrassing it? when it
0: when when they find out that uh, I
1: am Ink Life Kiss Kiss. Oh, can't wait for that episode of Catfish. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel when the internet died the other day? Um, what, What's that was
0: a bit annoying because I was in, like talking to my brother about his very, very recently born child
1: I had to fucking
0: ring him, like an old Aww. person. But Aww. yeah, I was right. Don't use Facebook. Instagram don't really bother me. But I do you know what I enjoyed most about it was the smug piousness of pricks. And, oh my god, why don't you get outside and to the conversation? Why don't you get off your phone? Why don't you read a book, you fucking horrible god? Like,
1: like in a off. coffee shop where it says uh um, oh, they, they can... have Wi-Fi, speak to each other. Yeah, they can
0: fuck off. I hope they all shut fuck them. <laughs> Grow up. It's so fucking snobby. Like it's like if you want to go somewhere quiet where people aren't doing business calls, go to a different coffee shop. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, don't do business calls in a coffee shop. Actually, that's a fucking pricks move as well. But you know what I mean. We're like, it's like uh, uh, there's one in um, there one in London. Can't remember what it's called, which is annoying I want to call them pricks, but can't remember. <laughs> but I, I was just I was checking football scores while I was waiting for my friend to turn up. And they were like, hey, "Excuse me, I'll, I'm, like, oh, really? I'm I'm not doing anything." Policy. <laughs> All oh, right, we'll I'll wait for him to come, and then we'll fuck off somewhere else. Then, <laughs> so boring. Um, but yeah, yeah, loads of people do it, and and I think, like with Instagram, you forget because well, not you don't forget, you just don't realise because you're ignorant that people run their businesses through Instagram.
1: Yeah, so me
0: exactly. So yeah, it Pretty does much. matter when it it does matter when it goes down. Just because you don't doesn't mean it's not a, got a proper effect on someone else, and also, like we're we're still like. Dragging our fucking anus around in COVID and people aren't going out. So WhatsApp's important and Facebook yeah. message is important to people because it's how they communicate with, e- with each other and stuff. So just don't be a
1: yeah. That's it. I did see that like a few memes about Twitter people going, we're still here. Um, if you're just TikTok, a Twitter
0: person, you're weird though.
1: Yeah. You? Who uses, I mean, obviously we do because, or you do because our how much receive Twitter
0: um has got seven what is it seven followers i'll
1: let you know let's have a look oh actually and we can talk about our giveaway as well let's have a look at where 20, we're at on 22 our... 22 wow okay yeah, we now we're gonna check our how much for a sleeve one so we did a little we're doing a little giveaway at the moment trying to get up to two thousand followers it's not quite worked <laughs> but we have got 70 followers actually since starting the giveaway so one yeah. step closer 1,978 please okay, don't yeah. unfollow us now because we've said this
0: <laughs> if that went down but to yeah. keep this giveaway going for years
1: <laughs> yeah literally been a lot it's of really love for the cock
0: mug though there's a cock there's a there's a mug with a yeah. picture of a cock on it if you want that
1: yeah and you can the win mug. a whole bag of stuff from dan self-made our sponsor so shout out dan Selfmade,
0: made lovely man
1: yeah thanks Dan for donating that stuff um so all you just need to do go onto our page have a look at the grid and then tag um who'd want us to speak to and a mate on the post give us a share make sure you're following us and Dan and then if we hit 2000 we might choose somebody we'll definitely choose somebody we'll never ask you for any credit card details to do that (laughs) yeah don't worry about that um, yeah, thank you for doing that. Cheers, and then you can win a shit mug. yeah it's
0: well. Shit. So, shall we talk we'll about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a long yeah, intro, it isn't it? It is, it is, it is, but there was an important bit in the middle of it, so yeah, long intro. Sorry. Uh, skip to like it's too late now. You could sort of say that at the start, <laughs>
1: yeah. If you but don't anyway. want to hear us talk about
0: important stuff, and <laughs> if you don't want to hear us talk about important stuff, like everything after joe and finn were on <laughs> <laughs> yeah so elliot lovely yeah. lovely fella and he's probably the he, he, the longest point geographically from where he started to where he is now that we've got he's slowly making his way into fucking mordor or wherever he's going he? <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: that's true isn't it he's just yeah. like edging up the country working in every town in between canterbury and edinburgh on the way yeah. yeah i followed him for a long time so that was quite that was a really big deal for to have him on yeah and then um, he was just like a real safe guy that we could definitely hang out with
0: totally and now he talks about like all the, the stuff he his drawings are mad go go check him out oh my um, god yeah some of the like i don't know what they what they are my ignorance but like I think they're called like wraiths or something, but these sort of Japanese-looking death creatures—they're fucking, yeah—they're awesome. And he's—he's he's sort of well-renowned for his peonies and his flower his... tattoos. Hey, 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 <laughs> That
1: we was a good there joke, first, didn't I? That was a good joke. It was um, a good joke. See, and Finn said that you were the funny one fuck yeah. you finn i am funny yeah, that was a, yeah I'll, <laughs> g- I'll give you that one that are one. you funny if you've got to tell people that you're funny
0: no nah, it's good. oh my god i'm like marmite you either love me or hate me that <laughs> ev- everyone fucking hates you mate trust
1: <laughs> well i'm so alternative wacky so <laughs> i'm wacky i'm so yeah. mental.
0: Well, i just like fucking shriek for no reason I'm fucking oh my out god there.
1: i have everything in purple was Sorry, gulp. I was—I uh, didn't <laughs> leave you hanging. Now I took a—yeah, that was yeah, slightly too definitely not too, the funny one,
0: too bigger gulp.
1: That was a big gulp. So
0: I just got excited.
1: <laughs> um, your can of holston pills matches your hat today as so... well. Yeah. I think That's you should too. start coordinating your beer with your football shirts.
0: Yeah, I can do that. Can do that not today.
1: What would what, you wear for red? A, what would uh, you drink for red?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, this I think this could would be all right with this because this could be a Stella. Or a red stripe, or yeah,
1: I've got, a red stripe—that'd be a good one.
0: Thing is, I've got a Peru shirt with which is all white with an actual red sort of sash across oh, shoulder perfect. to hip. So that would be perfect for that. So when I get some red stripe in, I wear the Peru home shirt.
1: Um, what would match my Cobra World beer? Uh,
0: that could be a Norwich City, or I've got a Tottenham Hotspur goal goalkeeper shirt from. 91-ish that would work with
1: that. Oh, We came back to sports didn't we? Yeah, we
0: did. For yours yeah. though, it would have to be, for the what you're wearing now you would have to drink exclusively Guinness, that's it.
1: Yeah, oh my god <laughs> I've got a new obsession, which isn't quite a new obsession but it's an obsession that's come back around which is Vietnamese coffee, which is an upside down Guinness. Have you ever had it?
0: No, I haven't. I've never even heard of it. Am, well, I, am, I, can, am I shit?
1: You can have it now because it's made with um condensed milk but yeah. there's a vegan there condensed is one. milk now.
0: Tried it. Can't can't was remember it? what condensed milk tastes like. Oh. But this tasted like ass.
1: Oh, was it but sweet? Fuck
0: it. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll try
1: it. Well it's basically condensed milk, about a centimeter of it maybe at the bottom, and then See? just black coffee on top. And it looks yeah upside down Guinness, but then you mix it and it's just a really sweet coffee. But it's um from Vietnam there we go and it's delicious so I've been making them I was volunteering today so got a can of condensed milk
0: you shared a video of your (laughs) volunteering today which said sort of sums it up
1: yeah you want to explain what that is um so basically um it was a couple of well one of my colleagues and uh, a couple of and um, what do they call them those tiny guitars ukulele an ukulele the ukuleles and we were dancing around singing a mariachi song pretended to be a mariachi band um, surrounded by service users who really just didn't give a fuck <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and I watched it back and I was like if anything sums up my time volunteering it's this like I tell people yeah volunteer and they think god she must be a good person no <laughs> yeah,
0: I can have the time of my life dicking about I sp- yeah I
1: spent the day fucking about drawing dicks mm. and um and harassing people not service users other stuff so yeah it was awesome but I I was checking today like can I share pictures because this is fun and they said yeah everyone signed consent form so I will I'll put up I'll put it up on the story because it's it's really funny um yeah it was great it's good fun
0: this is the longest intro in the history of
1: ever uh, yeah sorry.
0: so sorry about that sorry Elliot we will get to you eventually mate
1: yeah Um, okay let's just go bye
0: yeah um this is (laughs) episode 29 of how much for a sleeve with With Elliot Wells
1: Elliot Willies.
0: Oh my gosh. Hey, this is Bob Tyrell, and you're listening to How Much for a Sleeve.
1: Elliot Wells, thank you so much for coming on our little, our little podcast. How are you? My ya?
4: pleasure. Not bad, not bad. Uh, Kids.
0: Just
1: How... uh... Sorry. <laughs>
0: it's <started well.
1: laughs> going well. <laughs> it's going very well.
0: <laughs> Don't laugh, yeah. you, you'll kill a... yourself.
1: I know. I know. I have got well it's actually not COVID but you know like everyone stares at you I went to Lidl yeah. earlier and I was like purple in the face by the time I left because I try not to cough but you just want to say every time you cough like it's not COVID well, It's a
4: social faux pas now and you know yeah. I'm a smoker which is you know, on top of top social faux pas so the smoker's cough yeah. and being horribly unfit Yeah you know, same <laughs> my, my very short walk to the train station involves a very slight hill um, <laughs> I think people must think I've got even COVID probably plagued
1: all the time on <laughs> yeah. the top of it. That's it. I know it's bad. I and mean, like because I smoke, it takes me so long to get over everything. Yeah. And it's absolutely brutal. Like this cough has just been yeah, savage. And I'm messaging all my customers before they come in. I'm just saying no, we've got a cold. I have tested. I'm testing like 10 times a day. It's definitely not But like, you have to warn them now, don't you?
4: Well I mean, yeah, no, no one wants to feel like well, you, you don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. It's such a strange yeah. time for it, you know. And I think I'm, I'm lucky that a lot of my customers are my ongoing customers. So they know me well enough to know that I'm a pretty heavy smoker. And if I'm having a horrible coughing fit, it's probably because <laughs> of that. Or, I've, you know, tea's gone down the wrong way, or I've inhaled my own saliva, or something stupid, you know, <laughs> something stupid that you probably shouldn't let people know what's happened, but you do anyway. Because all,
1: all things I do on a daily basis as well. Yeah.
4: <laughs> first time.
1: um so whereabouts are you in the world
4: i'm in edinburgh well uh, we we live just outside edinburgh we live in a little uh, tiny little town on the outskirts called south queen's ferry it still technically falls under the city of edinburgh but uh, far enough out for a commute in it's very very quiet right on the river forth so we can see the river from our house
1: beautiful it's, uh, nice.
4: it's
1: very nice relaxing is that where the aquarium is
4: the aquariums over in North Queens Ferry, so just oh. over the bridge. We're yeah. not in that. We're not, uh, we're not Fifers. I have lived in Fife briefly, but uh, we're on the other side. Oh,
1: uh, so Fife driver. is where I'm from, sort of. So, oh, um, else? Well, I'm. Li- it's so hard. It's one of those questions where i like, I was born on the West Coast and then moved to Pimweem, which is East Nuke. Oh, Yeah. I went to school in St Andrews and then moved to Dundee.
4: St Andrews, get you.
1: I know. It was oh, very what? posh. Yeah. And then, um, and then after Dundee, I was like, right, I'm going to leave Scotland because it's grim.
4: <laughs> oh, I, I did the opposite. I left England because it was grim. <laughs> I <moved> to Scotland.
1: <laughs> Where in Scotland? Were you from? England. Where in England? Oh, so,
4: do you know Chatham at all? No. Nope. It's down <laughs> just south east of London. Born in Chatham, uh, worked, grew up, and worked for most of my career in um, Ramsgate and Margate, Isle of Thanet. And then uh, I moved around a fair bit. Like I spent a lot of time in the southeast. I and mean, then I moved up to the northeast for years in Sunderland and living in Newcastle. And then, yeah, finally, northeast, finally crossed the border north of the wall and uh, stayed here. I'm <laughs> not leaving.
1: Gradually getting higher. You're going to move to Shetland.
4: One day I will live in the woods. I will not tattoo and I will not talk to anyone and I won't have any Wi Fi. Well, no, I will have Wi Fi because I still want to watch like Netflix and Amazon and stuff. I'll just. <laughs> One day I, I will be a hermit. Of, it will happen.
0: That is weird, isn't it? That is the dream now. As you get older, oh, God,
4: it's been a dream for such a long time.
0: I went to <laughs> I went to Edinburgh last week on a little holiday. We stayed in a place called Actorada, I believe it's called. It's near the Glen Eagles Golf Course. It's a small. It's a small place. Yeah. Um. And I know what you mean. That your commute walk to the train station has a slight hill. Ed- <laughs>
4: edinburgh Fucking is hell. slight hill
0: it's, <laughs> Oh yeah. God. is it an old i think it's lee evans joke, talking about the edinburgh festival about how you you're going from point a to b you leave a to go to b going uphill then you go from point b to point a and you still go up a hill yep how that's... does it work for cars I mean, so that's good
4: it's uh it's, it's a really painful thing as well watching yeah, I used to get the train when I first moved to Scotland. I was living in uh, Dunfermline, so I was getting the train from Dunfermline to Waverley and coming out of Waverley and going up uh, Cockburn Street.
1: Oh my which god! Which will always
4: be Cockburn because it's funny. But <laughs> Burn, it's it's Cockburn. Funny. And uh, watching the morning commuters, just watching them, you know, walking up at this, this inhuman pace and not struggling.
1: Yeah.
4: And after a year of doing it, I was still find myself at the Starbucks at the top of the hill, pouring <laughs> sweat. <laughs>
3: Coughing,
4: <laughs> wheezing. They're trying to keep my breath steady in case anyone's too close. they go. going, hurr, hurr. <laughs> uh,
1: Where, When you moved there and you were first going up Cockburn Street, um, was it still like the Mecca for moshers, or is it um, like touristy as it is now?
4: It was pretty touristy. Uh, I've only been up here for
1: maybe four. Okay.
4: Four or five, you know, four and a half years or so maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I never really spent a lot of time over that side. If I ever went anywhere in Edinburgh, I tended to go to. If I still do go, I tend to go to Bannerman's a fair bit because mm-hmm. it's just my the right level of shit punk club <laughs> that you can smell <laughs> it from about four roads away, and you know it's the right level of crap. You know, the rest a lot of Edinburgh's gets a lot of well, I guess cocktail bars and you know more upmarket, and that's not really my. Uh, not my crowd yeah but I, I don't recall Coburn street being anything more than just commuters with a lung capacity that I could never hope
2: to <laughs> attain
1: well that used to be like back in the day when I was like 16 so obviously probably four and a half years ago um that used to be like every shop on there would sell tie-dye band t-shirts baggy jeans incense and shit oh and my. then I went I went back and I think it was the first time I'd gone up there in years, maybe August of last year. And I was like, whoa, it's different. And this is steep. Yeah. This is different.
4: I think I'm, I must have started going being around that area the second it changed then, because I, I don't remember really seeing anyone like that on that. Road. I mean, again, <laughs> okay, it was early I mean, morning. It, like...
1: it might have been 20 years, okay, but, you know, <laughs> it might have been. I might have got my mask modelled there. Um, but I was obviously a baby when I was going there. So, uh Anyway <laughs> what took you up there to to Bonnie Scotland? well I,
4: I'd worked in the Northeast for a while and uh, I had a, I had a nice time there I had good friends and met good people but the, the studio I was in it, I didn't have a great time there and not a lot of people did so there, there was quite a few sort of, not like a mass exodus but you know the a, a, a trickle of people believing and you know the more and more people leave the more and more friends you have there that leave and you realize I don't really want to be here. Like not not with the few people that are still there. You know, the the, pro, the cons outweigh the pros. So my ex-partner at the time, she was from Kirkcody. And uh who were become my my then but now ex business partners with my studio were working in David Corden's studio, Semper. And uh that I i don't really know how it came about i think it was just a a, kind of a snap choice of fuck it. should we just just move up scotland like for my ex to be close to a family and Uh i'd go work with people that i've worked with previously and work in a nice studio where i knew the guy was you know the sound guy and not going to be a raging narcissist or maniac so (laughs) that was kind of what set me up there and then uh i've been here ever since and it's just just really nice really nice
1: i'm very jealous i do miss it a lot Know. it's just such a beautiful country it's yeah my favorite. i always fixate on it when we chat to people who are, have ever been to scotland or like mention it once i'm like oh. it's um, the most
0: excited you get is if someone yeah. says something like oh i was i was born in forfar and you go what
1: yeah <laughs> i've heard <of> that place. <laughs> <laughs> it was go, i, I was actually i
0: was born in bolton you go yeah anyway and yeah
1: Above, above Hadrian's Wall, I'm all over it, but that's
4: it. Well, see, yeah, perfect. I just said I was born in Chatham, and everyone looked at me like a dog that had been shown a card trick. (laughs) No one's ever (laughs) Chatham.
1: Is it? Is it Kent? It
4: it, well, it is and it isn't. It's, it's uh, Medway's got its own little thing. It it likes to be its own thing. When anyone says it's part of Kent, but the second it needs money, then it's Kent. (laughs) Uh, It's not quite close enough to be London to be London. Doesn't right. want to be associated with Kent and is too much of a shit for it to be its own thing financially. <laughs> but Rochester's very beautiful. I don't know if you've heard of Rochester. Really lovely little town. Still a bit like rough, connected to Chatham, but lovely castle, cathedral, and you know, old architecture, just old buildings. But... You said when
0: you when you started you were in you were in Margate, was that in yes. one of the like beachside?
4: Well, I started, I started in a town called Herne Bay, and that was a real, yeah. that was a real seaside town, walk-in to a studio. Uh, it, the kind of work definitely reflected that, you know, especially at the time. And it was I started when I was 18, so coming up for 13 and a half, maybe 14 years ago. So it was a, a lot of a lot of outdated Jenny Clark flash.
1: Flash?
4: <laughs> a lot. That's Love the that. I Oh, God, it was some of it, very fond memories some of it, I can still remember how to draw now without ever seeing it ever again. <laughs> a lot of tribal, and a lot of names. And, uh, but I, I moved from there to, uh, I moved to Electric Buddha in Ramsgate, and I was there for years and years and years. And I effectively redid my apprenticeship there. My, my initial apprenticeship was was good, but not amazingly thorough with certain things. And then I, I, I relearned a bunch in the next studio, but good memories of Ramsgate, not, not the best town, but again, good memories.
0: And was that an apprenticeship you did in the first one?
4: It was, yeah. It was a proper, like, it actually, do you know what I would say? I mean, looking back on it, it didn't feel very thorough, but when I hear about more recent or more modern, I suppose, apprenticeships, mine was incredibly thorough. <laughs> there was a lot of machine-related things, needle-making, pig- uh, pigment mixing, lots of cool little, like, hands-on things that I don't think are really uh, as relevant or as needed today. yeah. But my guy was a dinosaur. Like yeah, there was a point where even though you could order through the websites, he would still phone up with the catalogue and the product codes, and that's how he would order. And <laughs> he didn't want to buy a pack of needles, you had to make them because they were too expensive to get and he didn't want to spend the money.
1: <laughs> God, a whole other gen- other generation of tattooers.
4: And I know, and I, I always feel like I've in that kind of weird midway generation between Stuck between those guys and stuck between the new guys and this kind of weird middle child generation yeah. of tattooing where you remember having a really hard time with some things, but not as hard as the older guys had it, but then hard enough to be bitter about the newer guys. No, <laughs> no do you know what? Yeah, bitter. Yeah. <laughs> bitter, definitely bitter. I'm not even going to try to be that. I'm not even going to pretend to be above that. <laughs> Very pain yeah, I think. Bitter.
0: I think that's but, a... We I all think are. It, com- it comes across a lot when, when we chat to people on here of, Of our generation, where there is when I told someone that you can use a sat nav rather than read a map in your driving test, they were about 65, 70 years old and they went, they were really cross. Well, I had to read a map. Yeah, but no one knows how to read a map anymore. It doesn't matter. They need, they'll need to know how to use a sat nav. So that's a much more pertinent skill to learn, but they get cross about it. I don't feel like you guys are getting cross with the new people for having to do stuff in a different way i think what your frustration is they they don't learn everything they don't get a well-rounded they get oh. pigeonholed because of social media or because of something that they can put themselves in this bit and they don't care about anything else and they end up with a really warped view of the whole industry is that right so, the, the,
4: oh, some cases I, I i think i think you had your finger on it with the some skills that aren't pertinent anymore there are some things Pigment mixing is not a thing that's going to come back.
1: Yeah. It's not a thing
4: anyone needs. Like it's it's sad to say and it's sad to see it go, but it's not a skill that they need. Yeah, because they they buy you know I, I I may have learned how to do it briefly, but I don't mix my own pigments because I don't need to. And I don't make my own needles because I don't need to. I know there are plenty of people out there that still do, and I've known people that still do, and that's fantastic. But those skills start becoming less of a like a a practical skill it's more of a you should know how to do it to learn about why your groupings are a certain way and you, you learn more ultimately about your needle groupings but I don't think it's a thing that you need need and that's why it's dropping out so much and as tattooists get on they get lazy and they don't want to teach that kind of thing you know and they don't want to teach it to someone who doesn't want to know yeah
1: and the way I the way I see it as well like as there are so many new tattooists, people who've only been taught to do one sort of thing. But there's also a whole generation of people who are taking on apprentices for the wrong reason as well. are oh, gotcha. building these, these super shops, like there's shops local to me and they'll have like churning out the apprentices and they're leaving as quickly as they're starting, but they're keeping them on and they're just taking them on to earn money from them. And yeah. right. and they're not thinking about the impact of the town if they take on four apprentices they're just thinking right that's 50% of their income I can get off four more people and and all that and it's just yeah it's just so different isn't it like I don't know if it's harder to get an apprenticeship now or if it's easier really
4: it's that I do see it as physically it's easier like you're not getting the quality that you need yeah And those, and like you say, those studios that that take on four or five, you know, they're tattoo schools without calling themselves tattoo schools. They're just taking these people on and then, you know, it's that horrible, vicious cycle because that person, if they they are genuinely, they want to learn how to tattoo, they realise the position they're in is a poor one that they're not learning, then they'll leave and they'll go somewhere else and, you know, whatever, carry on if they can, then that guy will just go and hire more artists to replace people that they're losing and it, yeah. It's like, uh, such a horrible, vicious cycle, and
1: it—that's—it's
4: yeah. become so much worse from how I remember it. I remember there was two studios in the town that I started in, two—one the opposite end of the town from the other—and each of them had one apprentice, me and like the other guy at the other place. And I think he was even an apprentice. I think he'd, he'd been tattooing for a few years longer than me, so he was just the other tattooist at that place. And I don't remember them ever having another apprentice because they just didn't need one not to pay the ridiculous bills on these huge studios or line that,
2: you know.
1: Yeah, that's it. Like, where I learned, where the the apprenticeship that was the one that saw me into where I am now, I really had to... He said, I literally haven't got the space and I haven't got the time. I don't want an apprentice, but you're welcome to watch me. And I just barged my way in. I just went in and I did all the drawing and I made myself really useful and I literally just didn't really give him a choice. I just and but he was like a literature physically i don't need an apprentice i don't want one i don't want to teach somebody but i got my own way and here i am
4: <laughs> you know, that is exactly how i got mine I did the <laughs> same thing going into a studio doing the desk you know until i wound up drawing stuff and that was just how it was It, it i don't even remember the transitionary point that i went from being that annoying kid that turned up to town or to being the apprentice you know it it just took so long of persevering and making a complete fucking nuisance of myself.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I know it's a bit of a a cliche, but is it because you wanted it? You really wanted it and you wanted it more than the other people who came in did a little bit and then were like, Oh, I'm not getting anywhere with this. I'm going to piss off. Whereas you, you, you wanted it. So you went for it and you stayed, you stuck around did the shit you didn't want to do. And that's how you got the gig.
1: When I went, there was another guy who was going in to watch and he would just hang out every now and then. He'd pop in every now and then. And you just beat him up. And I, I killed him. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Who's no is that one's what ever seen in the sins. outside toilet is? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I made myself indispensable. And and then when my when my boss said he, he said he was going to get me registered to the council, the other guy was like fucked off and left. But he was like, at the end of the day, like you're the one who does all the work. And like, and you'll hear six days a week. And this other guy, he obviously did want it, but he went to that tattoo school studio down the road, and then they churned him out. And now he's at another local shop. So he did do it, but like, it was just I really, really fucking wanted it. Fuck, I wanted it so much. And I'm I'm a hard worker, and it's just in me to work hard. And I just, if I want something, I'll fucking go out and do it. But To, you know but not he didn't necessarily not want it as much with are different, different no features. that's
4: that's just you know like you put in that extra little bit and that's not you know no way taken away from that guy who clearly wanted it he became a tattooist you know yeah. he wanted it but you put in that little bit more work especially if you're in direct competition with someone I mean shit you go the extra mile like I wasn't yeah. in direct competition of anyone that I was the only guy making a nuisance of myself <laughs> you know it was I didn't have. Oh. I didn't have to worry about losing that to anyone else. If I didn't get it, it wasn't because there was someone else fighting yeah. for it. You know, it was. So I guess I had it a bit easier in that respect, and probably maybe probably didn't put in as much work because of that. Arguably, probably could have put in more.
1: <laughs> I do like a bit of competition, though. I think that helped me.
4: But and you know, what? I I can actually sympathise with that because I was a shit artist.
1: Really. But,
4: uh, Terrible, 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 terrible artist. I w- I could not draw.
1: I oh my not god! You give me hope for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's what?
4: Insane. I, did, I very, very, very much hold dear the notion that no one is naturally talented or gifted. Like some people have an eye for things, you know. Like some people have, like you know, perfect pitch and perfect time. You can have an eye for stuff, but I think the physical practicality of it. I learned to draw through tattooing,
3: and oh. uh,
4: my first four or five years of tattooing they ain't good tattoos i am very happy <laughs> i do not work in the towns that i <laughs> started in i still see all my friends from those places so i still get to see some of the uh the not so quality tattoos that they have
1: wherever mick is he was one of my first
4: people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go yes yeah, so you, you have that reminder every day
1: all the Ca- time he loves building. to talk about it as well I'm i do sure i do love to talk about it because we- yeah,
0: it's a tattoo that means a lot to me more oh. like, than the other ones because I gave up your leg for it, <laughs> My leg for Lucy to have a scratch around on and do it wrong and then go over it again, and that is friendship. So that means something, you know. Yeah. And, oh, you know, tattoos don't have to mean anything at all. God, God no. But when they Barely do, they and you, you know, no. no one looks at it and goes, "That's <laughs> yeah. shit." You know, it's not. No. It's not. Apart from Lucy, Lucy does. Lucy gets angry. Show. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's It's nice to have that as a little token of our friendship even you know she's tattooed me loads since then and they're all ever so slightly better so
1: marginally better <laughs> getting, it was really there. nice the other day when we were when we were at a shop filled with tattooists i highly respect maybe five six seven of them and then mick whips his leg out so that was really nice thanks
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh I've, I've had that experience i, I worked um I think it was my my first year working at the Paris Convention, so very nerve-wracking, very like, you know, oh, shit, I'm I'm on this. uh, (laughs) I have a very good friend of mine. and I'll name him by name, Ryan Thompson, very good friend. If he ever watches or listens to this, he has got a sleeve that I'm not overly keen on or happy with, one of my first sleeves, where I made some questionable design choices (laughs) and uh, in my first few years of tattooing. And he delighted in telling everyone that I did his sleeve. And it was something <laughs> that I wouldn't want anyone really to see. Oh. We could rework it, but we haven't. And just have to sit there and kind of suck it up and go, mm. and then when he Thanks, stopped, he go, yeah, but it was about 10 years ago. So
1: oh, He's probably so proud that Elliot Wells did his sleeve as well.
4: We've done better tattoos on him since. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> not, um, not the worst, but they're not great. Uh, talking of conventions are you doing any are you doing Brighton? I am not no
4: uh, I'm actually quite happy about the break from them the sort of two years of nothing really going on and I don't know that I'll be making a kind of effort to return to them there's a few like uh, me me and my partner both work in the New Zealand convention the minute we can get back out there in New Plymouth
1: Lush.
0: But
4: that is also—it's it, a lovely convention, but it's also a month's holiday in New Zealand, so yep. it's
1: amazing.
4: You know, a month in Liverpool, a month in New Zealand, or <laughs> a month in Brighton. A month, yeah, hmm. uh, I really like the Bristol convention, so I may—I re- would like to return to that if—if—bless if, him—if Phil will have me back. But other <laughs> than that, I think I might be—I might be relegated to social visiting rather than work visiting. I find it a bit more. I find it easier to talk to people and easier to have a good time of it rather than being stuck in the
2: booth, you know?
1: It's, yeah.
4: But that might just be a bit jaded from having done a lot of them. So,
1: yeah. Uh, I think like lockdown made ev- has just made everyone reevaluate what's important, hasn't it?
4: Really and, heavily.
1: And they are so stressful, conventions. You think about it for months. It's a really stressful, busy day. You, all your mates are hanging out. You want to go speak to them, but you're tattooing. And yeah, I do... I see the benefits of not tattooing.
4: So, my, I think like a a good sliding scale for me was I remember very distinctly the evening before I worked the London show for the first time and I had a knot in my stomach. I felt sick. I was, yeah, I didn't know who I was going to be near, who I was going to be next to. I felt like an imposter, shouldn't be there, shouldn't be working it. Cut right back through to the last one before COVID, where I think on the Sunday morning, I had every intention, every good intention of doing. A walk up, you know, my sign was out for all of 10 minutes 20 minutes later I was at the bar didn't oh, tattoo <laughs> one <laughs> I A tattoo in the entire weekend but the rest of my time just wandering around, buying shit I don't need talking to people and having find, you know. and I think that was that moment of these don't freak me out anymore this is cool, but it took years to get to that, I'm not freaked out anymore yeah. and now that I'm not freaked out and now that we've had this break, I think it's uh, time to just Distance a little bit on the work aspect with them, enjoy yeah. them a little bit more if I go.
1: <laughs> have you come back to work and reduced your hours or anything like that?
4: Very heavily. Um, yeah, I only tattoo if I can help it three days a week. I've got a few, a few four, four day, five day weeks coming up, and even they're feeling a little bit daunting now. Four, five, five whole days.
1: I know it's what? mad, isn't it? Last week I did four days in a row, and I was like, Jesus, fucking Christ, oh. made a holiday now.
4: And, and the first thing that screams through my head is the biggest first-world problem. And I, 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 I talked to that. There's we work in a shared building. We work in the Edinburgh Printmakers, oh. and there's the, the building staff that work there. You know, their job involves it's quite a physical job. They're doing a lot of like building for exhibitions, and they you know they work hard. And I find myself complaining that I have just sat on my ass for three days <laughs> in a row, and I don't really do long sessions. I like you know three, four hours, five hours at a push. So I've, based, I've sat down for five hours, three days a week, and I'm going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not in, you know. While Ian's carrying like these giant bits of timber, and he's been doing it all morning. And I, uh, yeah. I feel bad, but that's
1: my problems <laughs> Beauty. Do you? Um, is it your shop that you work in?
4: It is now, yes. Uh, so it was opened between myself, Tom Strom, and uh, Jackie Strom, Tom's wife, who's a, an amazing painter. I don't know if you've seen her work at all.
1: I'm not sure. i have to look. Let's go and write it down.
4: Tom Tom has been around a long time, a uh, stateside tattooist, and uh, he moved over. Him and his wife moved here about seven years ago, even Jackie. Uh, so we opened the studio together, but during COVID, they, they also had that kind of big re-evaluation, you know, that their kids are out in America still, their families are out there, and um, it made sense for them to go back during that time. So as, as of the end of this last lockdown, I took on... I wouldn't say full responsibility because that that wouldn't be fair on Michelle. Michelle's doing half of this with me, so we just cut the bills down the middle. And the and, uh, fantastic a cat there in the background. Yeah, there's
1: Elvis. He can't be left out. No, that's my pinnacle either. Elvis, fuck off. Mine,
4: mine is asleep about five feet away from me, and throwing me dirty looks all afternoon. So don't...
1: <laughs> oh, what's
0: your
4: cat Elvis. called? He's called Riker. It's from Star
0: Trek. Uh,
1: Okay. Oh,
0: here we go. Oh, here. Look at wow! What
1: the fucking look at all that? Yes. Oh go my out. god! Look. Go on. <laughs> <Fantastic cat.
0: laughs> I, like, I like. Oh, how,
1: how look how gorgeous it is. just
0: d- d- displayed there for us. that's so um, how magnificent Can we just go?
1: Yeah. Can you just go back to your armory on the wall there? As yeah, well? In like, wow! Well, don't want to fuck you off. No.
4: So it's only a part of it. It's. Uh, these are, the have, these are the ones I have at these are ones I have at home. I'll take yes. you through it.
1: Well, so I'm looking at like four swords, a couple of axes, some shields.
4: Oh, we've got four, four, uh, two handers. There's the Urukai Machete from Lord of the Rings up
1: there.
0: Wow. Uh, two more there. Another one there. They're everywhere. They're hiding behind. Every- oh my god,
1: yeah, they're oh, literally, literally yeah. everywhere.
0: A crossbow in there as well. Is
1: that a suit of yeah. armour on the wall as
4: well? <laughs> uh, no, that's a uh, that is... I, I am a massive, unashamed Lord of the Rings... uh Whatever you want to call it, nerd, fanboy. I don't care. I love Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, so nice to have a hobby. Oh, God. It's <laughs> it's more than a hobby. It's a way of life. A lot of these are... Some of them are replicas from the films and uh, some of them are just, just random swords. It's, it's just like the aesthetic of them.
1: That's awesome. And One that- of The guy who... <laughs> this is gonna sound so first world as well. My gardener, <laughs> I tattoo his wife, and he is building her a hobbit house in their garden. Fantastic! Yeah.
0: What what, what? S- mound with circular door and yeah, pretty, just much. just a, a fancy shed, but in that
1: yeah, a fancy shed. I yeah. gather it's gonna be like dug into the ground and with the turf, and it's gonna be round and turfy, and um, a family of hobbits are gonna live in there.
0: That is the benefit of, of, of being married to a gardener.
1: Yeah.
4: See, yeah. That sounds like my perfect life. And for my, my birthday <laughs> a couple of years ago, Michelle booked us a, a stay in a Hobbit Hole Airbnb up by oh, Loch nice Oh, wow. And it was stunning. You know, you come out and you've got, like, mountains, the lock, a hot oh. tub. Because all hobbits have a hot tub, obviously.
1: Yeah. Obviously. obviously. Got to take those toes.
0: Just really big foot spas That's all they are.
1: That's it, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's it. <laughs>
4: You know, I'm, uh, as a gentleman of below average height, I felt very uh, at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had a great time.
1: Oh, have you been to the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings stuff in New Zealand? Is that why you go there?
4: I have, yes. So uh, Michelle went without me one year. The first year she went, I didn't go with her. It was a bit too last minute for me, too last minute or too short notice. And she was sending me photos, and I was incredibly jealous. So when we went back out the next year, it was. Went to the Wetter workshops, did all that, and then we went to Hobbit and like actual Hobbit and Shire set locations, and
1: wow, you know,
4: again, best time of my life.
1: <laughs> such a great time. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it looks mate. I've seen so many photos, and um, stunning
4: country, stunning.
1: Yeah,
4: like it, it's. I'm not normally one of them, you know. Do this before you die, but yeah. God, get to New Zealand. It's just so nice. Oh
1: God, yeah, love to go. I'm just itching at the moment to travel. Like, I feel like it's so close now. Yeah. So, close.
0: so every time I look at the the red list, there's, well, I don't look at it, but every time I look at BBC, they said, oh, these countries have come off the list now. And they could go back on. No, it doesn't take a lot to go back on, but you just feel like we're getting near, near to a bit of normal, normality, nearly said normalcy. Then I was going to have to go and normalcy shoot myself in the face.
1: Is that Hobbit?
0: No, it's American, I think but yeah you know like actually being able to plan stuff even if it even if you know you haven't got the money to do it just being able to sit down with your girlfriend and go right ooh, yeah this has come off we, we could go there and we can't like it's a bit i think the big thing was the big one was america because we've we watched a lot of dexter during lockdown i'm <laughs> really up for going <laughs> to miami
4: i
1: don't um, really know where that's going like they... <laughs> yeah i know I'm gonna get some plastic sheets
0: I'm
4: not going to go lot you know, next to a lot of true crime podcasts.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I get them. For, I, I listen to them can for it, tips. No, it's, it's, it's like, a your just because it's set. in my <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, just you now we've been talking about these things and now we can actually do them. Now we can't afford to do yeah. them, but it doesn't make you not have the conversations, you know,
4: Oh God, no, we, 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 we've we been doing the same. We, we're planning every individual trip that we can, the second that we can, you know, it's, uh, the yeah. second we can go on holiday, none of it—none of it will be tattoo-related totally at all. It's all just going to be holiday, proper holiday. I want to go. We want to go back to uh, probably the least likely place I thought I would have loved, but Disney. had uh, such a good time when really? I went on out there, and uh, where there's a photo of me somewhere trying to pull a, a, a at least an expressionless face outside the Magic Kingdom, couldn't do it. <laughs> do it. Too happy. But far too happy. And. Uh, <laughs> A fond memory of drinking a disgustingly overpriced margarita in Disney. I'm just very excited to go do that again.
1: No, no cares,
4: no concerns. No I would
1: take, I would even take Disney at this point. My, I did the same. Like my boyfriend said, I said, that, "Yeah, we're going to Disney." Like I was in LA, my friend wanted to go, and then I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go." I'm not that fast, and he was like, "Trust me, you're gonna come out there where the fucking Mickey is." Like, and it happened, and it yeah. helped that it was Halloween, so I had like poison apple candy like bucket and stuff I like that
4: i couldn't get mickey ears i had to get mini ears because i couldn't find just a pair of, of mickey ears <laughs> so i've got my mini ears they're I don't know, actually hanging up somewhere but, <laughs> God, We had such a good time oh and
1: um, when you're not going to disney and um playing with your swords um what else do you like to do outside of tatum
4: uh i am um, not a very well i'm a very 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 boring person so i draw and paint effectively <laughs> and that is it uh i go for the very rare social outing but i think yeah painting's pretty much uh, video video games as well so you're yeah, really pushing the boat out <laughs> really pushing the boat out in the, the extremes there
1: <laughs> but it's stuff you enjoy why not do things that you enjoy it's exactly
4: exactly and uh other than that, and discussing Lord of the Rings lore online with strangers on Reddit, you know, it's, uh... <laughs> you know, I remember many years ago when I, when I started tattooing and I had that, like, you know, have to be cool and you have to, like, hide these these stupid things that you do. And then like, I hit a point probably about 10 years ago I thought, I fucking care. I love Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Silmarillion, ask me anything. Ask me anything. You want to know the full history of Middle-earth? We've got time. As as my customer, you are a captive audience. So that is <laughs> that is my hobby. Why
1: many... do you not? Sorry. Now you go. Uh, why do you not specialize in Lord of the Ring tattoos?
4: I firmly believe it's because I got so very very pigeonholed into Japanese work,
1: oh. and
4: uh, not uh, never to as a bad thing. Like obviously, it's going to be a very good career and a you know years and years of great tattooing and you know great customers. But it was just all I was known for and all I did for uh, between that and sort of neo-traditional fair few years ago. It just became the, the day in, day out was Japanese and especially the peonies. And uh, they're, they're now a thing I'm actively cutting back, trimming them, pruning them.
0: <laughs> is, is that because you've just, you're, you're, you've are you done so many that you can't make them original or is it just that you, 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 just, you've do you, them hate you want to move now. on?
4: I don't know if I hate them. I think I just hate them when there's a lot of them. You know, when, when it's a whole week of nothing but because then that whole I hadn't actually considered that until you'd said it of not being able to make them original or unique anymore. It does feel a little bit of a chore to,
0: yeah.
4: Other than the shape of it, but then after a while, you know, there's there's only so many shapes you can do with one flower before you, you look back on photos. It's just all the same flower, <laughs> and then. uh and that's obviously not for, not for the customers themselves. They can see it and they can see difference in shapes, but maybe I'm too close to it and it's something that's too, like, in my head. Yeah, uh, I think it is. I think it probably is, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's tough to get your head around it, really. it's uh, I wasn't getting a lot of enjoyment out doing the same stuff day in, day out, and I, I don't feel like I have the attention span to do one thing for that long without it, it, without it getting too, to a point where it's too much that I just can't do it and need to leave it alone and focus on other things. If I could focus on Lord of the Rings tattoos, that's probably the one thing I wouldn't get bored of. <laughs> Unless it was the, the elvish around the ring,
2: because
0: yeah, am <laughs> the least favorite oh, yeah. tattoo on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, mixed tattoo ignorance alarm is going off for both of you, but why are peonies so abundant?
4: I guess I think the, the way that I sort of see it with the peony now as they have become the new rose.
1: I was just going to say in my head, I was yeah. thinking it's the new rose isn't it? It's just like default oh, yeah. flower that's popular. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. big flower. People just a think it on, as the it? big one to fill a big space. They say right. can I have a peony on my shoulder a peony on my hand, peony- and I've done a peony on my hand. Pe- <laughs> say that quick. I did a penis on a hand today and I did love it, but it was a different. Open. It was more of a your shape, I would no say. No open glands at the top. No part, open. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, rather than the ones I normally get asked for, that are basically just a circle that resemble no sort of flower there ever was. That's. But,
4: oh, that's pretty much what all my peonies are. They not look really <laughs> like a real peony. I love them. I, though. I, I, I've always, especially for a little while now, and seeing so many of them done to, to you know varying degrees of quality, some phenomenal some still really good but just there's a few people out there doing them when you when you see like Rodrigo's work in London his peonies are something else like I don't know how he stays as excited about them as he does but they're beautiful (laughs) you know but then I see others and I see others where they're an easy flower to go with like size over quality you know big open flowers but they can be quite flat and quite boring And I think you really need to like put your own mark on them But they're an easy flower to do that because they're so open and you can just do whatever you want. And they don't have to look like a peony. They don't even, you know, like a rose has to at least look like a traditional rose if you're going to be doing one. But peony, fucking make it up. There's no resemblance (laughs) to the real flower.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, Real peony looks like a cabbage.
1: I know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Quite a lot of rose tattoos look like cabbages as well,
4: don't
1: they? Yes, they do. They do,
4: yeah. I had some very very cabbagey roses on my arms at one point. But like a cabbage that had been left in the fridge for about four months, it was a good brownie red.
1: <laughs> like uh, kimchi, a mm, kimchi sleeve.
4: Not great. Not and uh, not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think they're the new I think they're the new rose, you know. They're uh, yeah, they're not overly complex to draw after you kind of get the hang of them and then they are they obviously have their really nice impact when you see them. Japanese always kind of comes in and out of style, as does you know Neo uh, Trad and Trad. They're like a, they're a mainstay, really
1: yeah what would you if you're trying to sort of shy away from them a bit what would you prefer to fill the time with
3: oh
4: uh I don't I don't know that I really have any preference anymore I think it just has to be something that I like the idea of which I know sounds like a really vague open ended but like if, if it's a, if it's a fun enough like Japanese idea you know it, like I'm always up for a, just a cool hand mask you know they're, they're simple they're mm. effective they look awesome and yeah. Tiger head stuff like that. It's just the floral aspect of it I think that gets to me. And uh, I, I'm yeah. not a big one for big projects. Like I have a few sleeves and backs on the go, but I've never really done a huge amount of them. And I don't think my I don't know that my attention span's good enough <laughs> for it. Unless unless I really love the project. But that's I think now like I I take on so little new work. I take on if it, if it really is something I feel like I can do justice and really put all of my time and attention into that's when i'll take it on but now like i try to refer people to people who i know will do a good if not better job than i could do of that piece yeah but a lot of that revolves around my my approach to tattooing now after the lockdowns and my my want to distance myself a little bit from it yeah so i can't in good faith take on everything knowing that my heart isn't as in it as other people's might be that's my responsibility to them to not a mediocre tattoo because that's the last thing i ever want to do
0: yeah
1: yeah it's such a like sensible approach isn't it like so yeah um what would be your favorite album to listen to while tattooing apart from the Lord of the Rings soundtrack
4: oh it's, it's a really tough question i have a
1: it is a fucker of a question, isn't it? It's I couldn't really answer it, to be question. honest. Okay, maybe three. No, not three, because my next question has three answers. <laughs> you can give us a mix, an overview.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. I
1: know, if you think you're having to think about this one, wait for the next question.
4: Christ, it's really fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, the last few albums I've put on at the studio. So uh, I think they're uh, Trapped Them... And the album, Darker Handcraft, it's fantastic. But uh, it's, it's too short, though. So it's, it's one of them, not the best one. Uh, I'd say, yeah, definitely that. Shit, this is a really hard question.
1: I know. I was thinking with, the, with,
0: with musicals, you, someone's, you, you don't want to say, oh, if I say that, everyone will say that. You want to pick something cool. But you're yeah also, you're also, you're So you also going you going through your list of call cool and you think like that might have been cool then is it still no. cool now? <laughs> it is. The I was listening
1: is. to Orville Peck today and I really love that man.
0: I I teach teach know. us about Orville Peck.
1: Yeah. The Orville Peck is like. He, ba- he wears a mask. He can't see his face. He has an alter ego and he's like a cowboy. His whole aesthetic is cowboy. But he's got an alter ego is in this like punk band. And he sings. His voice is like really haunting country, really like melodic it's so enjoy like so uh, pleasant like normally it's I'm probably up my street there on
4: the going it's Peck.
1: Uh, yeah Orville Pegg and it's awesome and I just yeah he wears it this mask he wears is like tassels from the like oh, that's why you like oh, yeah. I've
4: seen a photo of this guy that he really probably seen tattoos
1: of him like yeah he's all everywhere at the moment but really really nice music
4: Oh, I I think while I'm on Spotify, I can tell you the last few. I can't think of the top three. I'll tell you the last three that I actually listened to.
1: Yes, that's a good, that maybe would have been the better question to ask,
0: wouldn't it? Because that's evidence-based. Yeah. And people can lie. I'll I'll show you a
4: photo (laughs) as well on here so you can see them. So we had (laughs) Trap Them by darker, uh, Darker Handcraft by Trap Them, Crush Kill Destroy by Spaz, and Geezer by Honest Snop that's go, it right.
1: that's a heavy playlist isn't it hey.
4: fantastic <laughs> and that, i just saw the, the i was just down to london to see some bands and it was a very power violence heavy show so it was a that probably reflects why i was listening to those albums at that time
0: <laughs> you said you, you said you went to see some bands um yes how did you find that because i've been to a couple of gigs um <sighs> enjoyed them but also was sort of scared throughout I don't know if it's just my age i think it might be I'm I'm 38 for anyone that cares, but I was very much, I've always been a stand at the back and observe oh, rather than point yeah. myself around, even, even when I was a youngling, but I, I was, I was uncomfortable and in no way was that a reflection on anything the band did or the venue. It was just everyone else's. And I get I it. Needed. They're having a lovely time and they haven't been able to have a lovely time for ages. So they're going a bit overboard and no one was screaming in my face or anything. It was just eb- <laughs> everything was just a bit too close to me. Do you know what I mean?
4: I felt very similar, actually. It was uh, the thankfully that the venue wasn't completely sold out. You know, it was still relatively well, it was certainly not quiet by any stretch, but uh, enough standing space, yeah. and breathing and space.
0: The, the two that I've been to were Architects and While She Sleeps. And both of those bands could have sold out double what they had especially oh, God, given yeah. the time and they definitely didn't they deliberately kept it back so that um people could architects more than while she sleeps just because it was a smaller venue but i course, think yeah. yeah it was just a bit too much it it hasn't made me think i'm not going to go but it's made me think oh, i'm going to see where where they're playing and make a decision on that you know yeah
4: it... <sighs> And obviously, and understandably so. You know, it's been such a long time since anyone's had that kind of that social interaction to that degree. It, yeah. I find, with, and shows like that, they can be uncomfortable with or without a pandemic.
0: Yeah, exactly. You I know, think that's what we, I meant. When I stand at the back. I've never been. Yeah, never been I'll
4: definitely anyway. go by the bar or put some distance mm-hmm. between me and the front as long as I can still see and enjoy. But I'm, exactly, I am yeah. not one for getting involved at all. So interested.
0: So, I think that's that because that's what that was my starting point was already quite near the exit. So, given a pandemic, I'll just probably have yeah. the best time if I just stand just outside the door <laughs> well, and yeah. feel the vibrations through my back
4: <laughs>
0: up against the window. Yeah. I love this one. This is buzzing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Mick, what are your last three albums on Spotify? I'm interested now. I'm going to look at mine too. Not that anyone cares about us, but had uh, i
0: see my last played e- eternal blue by spirit box uh, uh-huh. do you know them no they're a um metalcore i guess slash dance band
1: huh. from um, bizarre mix
0: not it's not slash, electronic rather than dance um female vocalist is exceptional and i can't remember a name which is sad um Sempaternal by Bring Me The Horizon, which was uh, after I'd moaned about how crap they've got and everyone <laughs> told me to shut up. And uh, <laughs> I don't have the last album. Uh, I'll do it, Hestia by The Rum Jacks, who are a, I think they're Aussie, but they are Celtic punks. So
4: it's a cool. very mixed mix there. Yeah, well, I, I, I had to go quite lyrics. a
0: far, I played loads of singles and one of them in the middle of those three was If You Can't Dance by the Spice Girls.
4: That's fine. Uh,
0: Which, you like what you like. Yeah. Well, we've, we've spoke about it on here before about um, I hate it when people say they've got a guilty pleasure.
4: No, you, you don't have to. It. There's no, no such thing. No, yeah. like you, you like it. You like it. You like it. I mean, it.
0: Yeah. Doesn't matter.
4: Yeah. One of my favourite songs, "Take On Me" by a uh, it's, it's such a Absolute good banger I
1: love that song. We a oh, fucking places.
0: good video as well. What a video that it is. is quality
1: oh. video. You don't get
0: videos I... anymore. I don't know they're still made, but you don't get those ones that yeah, make they're exactly the shit. They make good songs (laughs) brilliant. That is a prime example. That is a really good song elevated to
1: like elite
0: because of the video.
4: I don't feel guilty for one second. Yeah, about any of it.
1: My my Spotify. I don't know what I had to see the last few albums, but my um, my Spotify includes most recent albums are um, Elton John, Led Zeppelin. American head charge, but below that is um the clueless um motion picture <laughs> um soundtrack, <laughs> which is great. But that um take on me, was that cover is it real big fish who covered yes. that as well? I do, yes. Yeah. And that was on the basketball it soundtrack. It was, yeah. Who it, it um, was. Danielle, our mutual friend, Danielle, who might be listening. Hello, Danielle. We all love you very much. I'm saying that for Elliot, who might hate you, but I love you. Um, <laughs> um, Dan- Danielle and I watched that so much um, that every time I listen to it, it brings back such happy memories of Danielle. So, and my... that
4: just rounds back to Take On Me is a fantastic
1: song. So Yeah, it is a fantastic song. Yeah. It is nice when
0: songs <laughs> trigger nostalgia not just because yeah. of the time of the song if it triggers people or places that you were when you heard it yeah, yeah. that's the bollocks in it
4: Takes
1: me back it, to it, 2002
4: fully i've got a few they're mostly mostly spent on a 20 minute train between ramsgate and canterbury and like listening to <laughs> like a new album that had come out with a previously mentioned friend of michael groan and it's a it's a trash talk song i remember when the album came out and i can. The first few beats of the drum. I remember us sitting on the train having our shit Fosters, cans of Fosters on the train, <laughs> going to Canterbury. Good memories.
0: Yeah. That is, <laughs> that's what it's all about.
1: Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, reminds me of being on the number 77 bus from Newport to Dundee. Deep, and there you go. in my Discman, which I would then change and swap my CD to something like Metallica, so no one would know that I was listening to Linkin Park. <laughs>
4: Did your discipline not quite fit in your pocket? Because no one ever had a pocket that was quite built for it.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't fit, but in my massive baggy jeans had those huge pockets down at the bottom. The criminal not damage. That I jeans. Could... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not that it would reach there, but I could slip it in there if I needed to like just put it somewhere. So,
4: interesting enough, we we were curious as to whether or not criminal damage were still a thing and still sold those jeans. So I went on their website just, just to see. Oh initially, God. very disappointing you see that they are a thing, but they've become some strange, uh, like, jogging bottom, upmarket oh. jogging bottom company, until you get to the last two results on the men's trousers section,
1: <gasps> where, lo
4: and behold, there are the jeans.
1: Oh, my God.
4: There are the big fucking black strappy ones with all the <gasps> shit across them. Did you selling- buy them? No.
1: Oh.
4: I-, I had a pair of the jeans at one point, and uh, well, I think that's as far as I went with criminal damage.
1: Oh my god!
4: Oh, but they—they they still. It was just nice to know that some things don't change. You know, like new rock will always be new rocks.
1: Yeah.
4: And I I had this horrible pang of crushing disappointment that Criminal Damage just made jogging bottoms now.
1: Oh until my god! That was so sad. That was like, um, do you remember all the Emily the Strange stuff? Um, mm, no. oh, it's like a cartoon, no. and um, they used to make oh. all these t-shirts do, yeah. and it would be like cartoon of emily the strange on the front end they normally were black with like red and black stripy yeah. sleeves or something like that and they used to be a staple in most like mosh or alternative shops goth shops and that same sort of era <laughs> i remember um, a
4: lot of a lot of um catalogues for alchemy gothic turn up with a lot of the oh. <laughs> like saturday magazines and uh like or kerrang or terrorizer magazines always an alchemy gothic thing in there with some yeah uh, Atticus was one of the big ones I remember. Oh, Just yeah. everywhere.
0: I had loads of that, I guess, stuff. I think they were Blink-182 owned, and I was were. well into them as a child. Uh, well, I fell into that trap with Macbeth.
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we listened to a lot of 2000s Kerrang in the Studio because we have Same. such uh, drastic dif- difference in music tastes between me and Michelle and uh, our artist, Danny. So, yeah, 2000s Kerrangian was a lot of Blink-182. We all love Blink-182, but we also... Who doesn't like a bit of Limp Biscuit at the same time?
1: Who doesn't? Oh, I love Limp Biscuit.
4: However, to anyone listening, corn can fuck off. They're a terrible <laughs> band. I don't care what anyone. I know it's all subjective and to your opinion, but if
0: you like corn, you're wrong. I actually <laughs> actively avoid Limp Biscuit whenever I can. Oh, not on your I don't enjoy a corn, like, don't hate them, but I don't know what it is about Limp Biscuit. Like, I will. I'll even go and watch the wrestling at download if there's no one so, else on.
4: I, I can I can actually pinpoint exactly what it is about Cold I don't like. What is it? It's the weird scat singing. I can't cope <laughs> with it. <laughs> that
1: stuff. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't
4: could, know what I it could, is about it. Yeah, that's... but it's the same thing that got me disturbed with the weird fucking noises he makes at the beginning yeah. of songs, and it's just that yeah. this. Oh. I don't know what it is. I, I there's nothing nostalgic about it, you know. And it should be for the time that I remember it being around, but <laughs> I just hear it and just have that. Oh God! You know, well, an overreaction to a song, I know. But
0: <laughs> the lead singer Disturbed is a uh, like anti vaxxer Is he? Yeah, apparently he's down with a sickness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. Uh, yeah, you joke, have me. You have me really we don't do have jokes
0: me. anymore let's get more jokes in here
1: let's not if they're like that Elliot, i've got another hard question go on then this is one that mick came up with and we've decided we're going to ask it to everyone now it's like a feature new feature question, feature, question. Feature, feature, feature. feature should we have a jingle for it
0: yeah i'll make a jingle
1: you want to do the corn singing at the start and then go
0: or i've ended this now <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay, if you were stuck on a desert island and you could choose three tattooists to be there with, who would they be?
4: Well, obviously Michelle Madison, my partner.
1: <laughs> have mm. to say that I just saw
4: mm. a of with Don't even, have to. I would, don't even <laughs> have to say that.
0: Just I heard her pick she... one of them swords up.
4: <laughs> you, babe, you, you,
1: you, you're in. <laughs>
4: I think she's probably the only terrorist I could speak to for more than like a day, maybe, without losing oh, it. Oh,
1: that's very nice. Oh, that is good.
4: nice uh so dude. yeah, Michelle, Michelle Madison's definite Joe Capo she next Bianco. To you? No, no, she's in another room. Oh. <laughs> uh yeah, oh. Joe Capo Bianco, definitely Joe. Oh,
1: that'd be just a great the, one.
4: Just to know that I could get like a good angry rant with someone <laughs> uh, for the rest of my life. <laughs>
0: That is spot on. Yeah. That is good. That Having that is as good as having a laugh. They are yeah. equal weight. <laughs> just being able to yell about nothing.
4: Exactly. Is worth it. Real, waiting real first world problems. But <laughs> perfect. Also, he's a really, really fucking good cook. So I would imagine that he would be able to find something to cook on the island.
1: Oh, is he? Oh, yeah.
0: Let's, I yeah. didn't know this. We might have to do. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, Food is abundant but does not need to be prepared. There's no there's no <laughs> oh, <this is> perfect. <laughs> there's no yeah, there's no I like these parameters. Yeah, we've got to think about these because people will fuck us up with these. <laughs> we'll just make them up how, with the a
1: How do you know that Jay Capabianca is a good cook?
4: So via well, when I used to I used to work at Triple Six in Sunderland. Okay. And many years ago, uh, so me and Tom Strom worked there who I part opened the studio with. Uh, Tom and Jackie have known Joe for a really long time and Joe came over to triple six for a few, uh, a few couple of guest spots here and there. And from that point on, I've got like to be good friends with Joe. And now when I go to the States, I go stay at his and work at the studio and stuff. And it's a, it's a really nice time. You
1: are our way in this making a note here, making a note.
4: (laughs) I'm I'm sure. And uh, without wanting to, Drop a minute just in case, for any reason, you wouldn't, but I'm sure he would be <laughs> open to doing something. He's a very uh, he loves talking tattoo and he loves tattooing, so oh, okay, um, verbal
1: contract that is, Elliot. You said that, no, that's why I'm saying
4: edit out because I don't want to get because say... I'll get one of those rents from him if he doesn't want to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this, when you get on this desert island, all you'll ever hear is you fucking said I'd go on that fucking podcast. too quick. <laughs> <Yeah. cricks." laughs> oh, no, you have,
4: you have to cut that one out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'd be open to doing it. I'm, I'm sure he would be. Like he's Aww. such a he's such a good guy. Like he's he's yeah, lovely, lovely guy. Very just cool. Everything about him's cool.
1: Oh, good to so know.
4: That's, that's two down. Yeah. Uh, Try to think of a third, and I can't.
1: A third tattoo that you like, slim pickings.
4: No, I think I'll go for a tattoo that I really, really don't like just in case we did run out of food. <laughs> you, know, you know, needed to get into like, you know, hunting humans for sport or something.
0: Um oh, so I'm so quiz.
1: tempted to have to pay Mick hundred pounds. Yeah, so is tempted? it worth
0: it? It's not uh, worth it.
1: It does it does um, come
0: with it does come with a base cooking ingredient though.
1: Some <laughs> smells like onions.
0: <laughs> yeah, well,
1: Allegedly. Yeah,
4: I think that's what I would do. Yeah, I, actually, I think that's a good of way of doing it because i you know, I've got two people I can have two different kind of conversations with, and two people that I obviously spend a lot of time with and get on with, and then, you know, that that third person. So if we devolve into any kind of Lord of the Flies esque, you know, society, yeah. I, I've got someone that I can physically beat to death and not feel bad about it. <laughs> there
0: we go.
1: That's a really good way of looking at it. I like that answer a lot. Yeah. you know it
4: doesn't have to be a specific person you can just take your pick out of the many
1: <laughs> Yeah. you
4: know <laughs> there we go. just go over to Angelique's Instagram <laughs> pick one out they can be the first one <laughs> you
1: know.
0: get
4: in
1: yeah maybe we should just let Angelique choose and if I can yeah. take
4: a sword of me then you know
1: yeah
0: you can there's no rules yeah, I've got here. that
4: jo- is about sword. 7 foot tall 8 foot with his hair uh, yeah I've a chance <laughs>
1: <laughs> sounds awesome <laughs> um that is it's been so lovely to chat to you I um it's always like you know like we've not met it and sometimes a lot of the people we've had on are some people that I've maybe had a brief conversation with at least but of course, I thought yeah. I knew that you were friends with Danielle, or knew Danielle, and I thought she'd said nice things about you, so you can't have been a dick. I try <laughs> so, not
4: to be. I try. And not it's,
1: to be. it's been true. It's been lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much for coming on our yeah, thanks for sure. No problems at all. <laughs> um, there thank, there anything... thank you for having me. Oh, you're, welcome, so, you're so welcome. Is there an... before we sign off? Is there anything else you were going to ask Mick or? Um... <laughs> <laughs> is there... What are
0: you doing? What is it? Is there anything else you have got coming up? that you want, to, you want to shout about? Anything you want to sell?
4: Not really, no. I, I, I know. Oh,
1: I've i got another question. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Have you had a macaroni pie?
4: I have not. Do you know what? In oh, all the time I've been up here, okay, I've not had. Um, and the one time I went to actively go get one at a pie shop up from, uh, I think it was on the George Bridge, uh, down the road from, oh, like two doors down from Frankenstein's or somewhere like that. They didn't fucking have any.
1: It's because they're it was, so good to sell out, fly off the fly I know, out the oven.
4: Michelle was telling me that Greg's sold them, but I haven't seen a single one in Greg's.
1: I think so. I think I'm, Greg stopped selling them.
4: I feel like they did, but uh, Michelle's been leaving for a while. May not have seen them stop. So, uh, yeah, no, I've still not had one, and uh, I, I feel like it's getting to that point where it's been too long. Be weird now. <laughs>
1: uh, it's never too late. Yes. It don't. It's never too late. Someone,
0: someone at work called me Mark for six months. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, exactly. No, it's, not, it's not even Mike. I mean, Mike's still wrong, but at least it's short for the same name. <laughs> Although Mick, technically <laughs> short for Malcolm, apparently. Um, well, well, if, if take, you want, taken well, over by Michael's in the in the 70s, apparently.
4: That's so for a long period of time at uh, conventions, especially if I were at any international conventions, because I utterly refused to put anything on my Instagram that pertained to the way I looked or my social life or anything, uh, a lot of mostly American people would associate Pink Flowers Elliot being a unisex name that I was a woman oh. and had a few times <laughs> of people coming up to the poof and speaking to an ex-partner being like oh hey Elliot you know, like, blah, 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 and then having the <laughs> shock of their life when this like cut rate Bill Bailey orc <laughs> turns up with their shuffling in from the smoking area half a pint deep. <laughs> So at least people, Um, like, you know, they just get your name wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to think there's been people out there that have got the wrong idea, booked in, thinking I'm some, you know, like, trying to be creepy and booking in, thinking I'm some, like, attractive female (laughs) artist and then getting me. And that (laughs) fucking
0: serves them right, doesn't it?
4: Exactly. The crushing disappointment. (laughs) While they get told excerpts from the Silmarillion, while telling how much I hate peonies, Wild. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well don't do an opinion on his arse
1: yeah what be- a <laughs> <More> dream justice <laughs> um, on that note <laughs> on, on the arse note again. sorry everyone <laughs> oh, yeah it's been awesome thank you so much and I right. um, hope to come back up to Edinburgh at some point soon so I'll definitely pop in and say hello
4: absolutely um, pop in for a brew Always welcome. Yeah.
1: love to love to thank you so much for your welcome. time. It's yeah. thank awesome. you
4: guys.
1: You're welcome. Cheers, mates. See you well, later.
4: See you later.